Welcome to our podcast on A Course in Miracles, and today is January 11th, and we're on Lesson 11. My meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world, is the lesson. So this is the first idea we have had that is related to a major phase of the correction process, the reversal of the thinking of the world. It seems as if the world determines what you perceive. Today's idea introduces the concept that your thoughts determine the world you see. Be glad indeed to practice the idea in its initial form, for in this idea is your release made sure. The key to forgiveness lies in it. Well, what I was thinking was, um, we've been looking at our own thoughts being meaningless the last few lessons, and I was thinking this morning that I was making the mistake of not getting that the client's thoughts are meaningless too. I don't need to take them so seriously and make them real. So I not only need to apply these first 10, 11 lessons to myself, but also to the clients. Does that make sense? Yeah. I know it seems it seems difficult, um, especially uh, when people are going through their trials and tribulations, and uh, they might be in some kind of physical pain or emotional pain, and we're seeing from these lessons that nothing happens by accident. And everything has a prerequisite thought behind it. So painful and traumatic experiences are preceded by um, some kind of thought, right? Yeah, but then according to this, it's a meaningless thought, right? Yes. Well, pain and suffering, it would say, is meaningless. And later it even says, whatever suffers is not part of me. That's, that's an actual lesson. Mm. Whatever suffers is not part of me. Um, now, we've all experienced some amount of suffering in our life. So what what is it that causes the suffering and that's what this lesson is talking about so it's thoughts of less than joy not happiness Uh, you know a lot of Clients we have have catastrophic thinking. They mm-hmm. think something bad is going to happen in the future. Yeah. And it's almost those very thoughts are kind of self-fulfilling prophecies. And then something does bad happen in mm-hmm. the future. You know, some painful situation, some suffering. So the Course in Miracles is a mind training and it's getting us to look at how our thoughts precede our experience, right? Yeah. Okay, so then why is it asking us to look at our meaningless thoughts? Well, because they're going to produce painful and 
and uh, trying and um, harmful experiences if we don't if we don't deal with them. So some people would say that gives my thoughts meaning because they create bad things. Some well, people would say that. Yeah, but then later, like it says, uh, whatever suffers is not part of my true self. Mm-hmm. So they're not real. They're not. They're, they're thoughts that are negative, that produce negative results, but they're not real thoughts because they're ego thoughts, and the ego is not real, right? Isn't that what it means? Well, yeah, you could follow that logic, mm-hmm. sure, but it's it's hard when you're in the suffering or when you're in the momentum of this contrast and you're not feeling the joy of God within you now it's it's hard to say that suffering's not real it's yeah. hard to say that suffering is meaningless thought yeah if you told somebody that they would probably be upset and most likely they would mm-hmm. it says the practice period for today's idea are to be undertaken somewhat differently from the previous ones Begin with your eyes closed and repeat the idea slowly to yourself. Then open your eyes and look about near and far, up and down, anywhere. During the minute or so to be spent in using the idea, merely repeat it to yourself, being sure to do so without haste and with no sense of urgency. Now, repeat the idea with your eyes closed then. Yeah. And then look about... And apply it to what you see, right? I guess so. That's what okay. I mean. So, close your eyes. We're going to close our eyes and repeat the idea. My meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world. And then we open our eyes and say, My meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world. To do these exercises for maximum benefit, the eyes should move from one thing to another fairly rapidly since they should not linger on anything in particular. The words, however, should be used in an unhurried, even leisurely fashion. The introduction to this idea in particular should be practiced as casually as possible. It contains the foundation for the peace, relaxation, and freedom from worry that we're trying to achieve. On concluding the exercises, close your eyes and repeat the idea once more slowly to yourself. Okay, so we're supposed to... Three practice periods are sufficient. Um, You could do it as many as five. Okay. But more than that is not recommended. All right, so we look around and we say, you know, we look, let our eye rest on like the chair, say my meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world. Right, but first we should do it with eyes closed, right? Yeah, okay. My meaningless Meaningless thoughts thoughts are are showing me a meaningless meaningless world. world. Now open your eyes and look around and think that or say it. I think you let your eyes rest on a particular thing, like let's just say the trunk, the wood trunk. Then you repeat the idea again. My meaningless Meaningless thoughts thoughts are showing showing me a meaningless meaningless world. world. My meaningless thoughts thoughts are showing me a meaningless meaningless world. world. 
My meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world. My meaningless thoughts, thoughts are showing me a meaningless world. Close your eyes and say it one more time. Mm -hmm. My meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world. Well, it's interesting. We heard today we have a friend who was in a car accident, pretty serious car accident, and uh, requiring some surgery to correct something, some injuries. So we're sending prayers, but we're also asked to apply the lesson to that, wouldn't you say? Yeah, but it's kind of hard to see an accident as meaningless, you know? Um, I noticed I didn't want to hear it, so my ear hurts a bit. So I'm making it kind of, I guess I'm giving it some meaning then. Your ear hurts while we're doing this lesson or yeah. it was hurting before? No, I started hurting, I guess, right after I heard this, that our friend had the accident. I didn't want to hear it. Uh-huh. So I guess I'm having trouble making that meaningless. Yeah. Well... We've been in a car accident too, not not seriously injured, but financially injured from it, and we got through it. It wasn't pleasant, but we got through it, and we could see also the causative thoughts that attracted it to us so we took responsibility for that right mm -hmm. so i think it was a process and it was a valuable process to um, clear something in ourselves uh, later on it says all things are lessons god would have me learn mm -hmm. so in in that sense Everything has some meaning, but what what is the meaning? Well, the meaning is to be able to forgive it and release it and move on from it, wouldn't you say? Yeah. And and see see the causative ego thoughts that may have attracted that experience to us. So we can use it as a lesson, as a stepping stone to our enlightenment when we're um, less affected by it, I would say. Mm -hmm. Like something painful happens, right? And is that going to make you bitter or cynical or faithless? It's kind of a test, isn't it? Well, I would say. And I think but any... You couldn't, but you couldn't say to somebody that it has no meaning. 
if they're hurting. Right? I mean, you wouldn't want to say that out loud to somebody. Yeah, or if somebody had cancer or some very serious debilitating illness. Mm -hmm. you, if you went up to them and said, you're defending against the truth, which is a later lesson, all sickness is a defense against the truth, they probably would not want to hear it. No. But, nevertheless, isn't that, those are true statements, you know? Sickness is a defense against the truth. And, An accident would be the same too, injury, right? Injury, injury is meaningless thought. Mm -hmm. And, it says, whatever suffers is not part of me. So it's not part of your higher self. See, I think the, I think the difficulty comes because we are, we are so identified with the body, with our personality, with our world, so to speak, our environment, our place, our time, uh, we give so much validity to that. When something comes in there and disrupts it, we think we are disrupted, you know? It's like our identity is almost disrupted. But now the Course would say, well, your identity is independent of all that stuff. I am spirit. Well, spirit's still spirit, whether you're in a car accident or not, right? Mm, right. Spirit is not affected by, quote-unquote, accidents, disasters, uh, things like that. So, for us to identify with spirit fully, we would also have to see that anything that happens in the physical dimension... Uh, personality dimension is meaningless thought. Mm. Any, especially anything that's not joy, mm -hmm. you know, or not some experience of joy. So this this is kind of an unequivocal stance that the Course in Miracles takes, and um, it's it's probably not even an accident that we're having this lesson and our friends had the accident and or so-called accident and we're having a discussion about it in relationship to this lesson mm -hmm. because everyone's going to be challenged by this lesson especially in a time like this when you've got an example of something where someone's going through some serious experience of pain and suffering. And then you're asked to say, well, my meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world. Yeah, it's the same thing I felt yesterday with a client uh, we had, and her life was so tough, and I felt so much compassion. And I guess I made it meaningful. That's why it affected me. So it feels a little bit like if I make it not meaningful, it's cold. Yeah. That's yeah. where I get stuck. Well, you know, it's back also to this, this um, notion of empathy. Mm -hmm. And we've been over and over this section yeah. in, the, in the text, the true, true empathy, right? It's mm -hmm. in the text. And it says, 
true empathy is not bearing part of the burden of somebody else right. or the suffering. You know, part of us thinks that if we bear the burden of someone else, they're going to have less burden. But what it does is it puts burden on two people now. Mm-hmm. So it's it says, well, true empathy is first, you don't understand it, and second, it's the function of the Holy Spirit to provide the empathy and the solution and the action. And it's your job to not, not sort of dive into the wreck, so to speak, uh, stay above the, the battleground, above the, the, the chaos, and draw uh, as much as you can uh, the energy of that situation up mm-hmm. and out of it, not go down into it. So I think this is uh, it's a good lesson and it's, it's good to look at uh, these situations in our life. You know, there's that saying, well, shit happens. Well, what do you do when shit happens? How do you respond to it? How do you see it as meaningless thought? You know, most of the time we're, we're too uh, caught up in it to even step aside. We're, we're in too much pain or we're in too much crisis or we're in too much whatever it is, you know, to step aside and be uh, detached and say, well, that's just meaningless thought. It's pretty hard to do that, wouldn't you say? Well, that's what my point is. So if I, yeah. I, I if I do that to someone who's suffering so much, yeah. it still feels cold to me. I understand the principle. Yeah. I understand the lesson. Yeah. But I feel maybe I feel guilty if I think, oh, well, that's just meaningless. Oh well, yeah. That that they have a name for that: survivor guilt. Yeah. You know, when there's big disasters and people make it through and other people die you know often people that make it through have have guilt because they lived and somebody else didn't make it through well that was our client yes so i'm just saying myself but i think i think that applies to all these kinds of situations Mm -hmm. because there's part of us that says oh well, I didn't have the accident, and I'm, I still have all my faculties, and I'm not in surgery, and I'm not in crisis. And part of us feels like, well, we want to bear some of the burden of a friend or mm. a family member yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. And then because we can't really do that, we have this little guilt about, well, I'm, I'm so much better off, right? I'm not in the hospital, I'm not with an accident, I'm not screwed up. Yes, but I'm talking about guilt that I have if they are screwed up and I don't have compassion. I have to figure out uh, how to have compassion at the same time, not make it real. This is what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's, that's a very good... Um, that's what I need to that's learn. That's a very good question. And and I, I don't well, know. would you say that this lesson helps us do that? Um, uh, I mean, to look upon a situation that's a trial or um, a painful situation for someone, especially a friend or a family member, 
And then in your mind you say, well, my meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world. What, what does that do for you? Yeah. Well, I mean, does it make it better or does it make you feel more cold and guilty and all that? Well, I was saying it originally made me feel more cold and guilty, but that isn't the right response. Right. The response I should have is not to make the situation real. It's meaningless. But I don't but I still have love for this person. Yeah, absolutely. I still have compassion, but I don't make it real. It's a trick it's a trick that I have to get. Well, and people are saying, other friends that know the situation, that it could have been much worse. Mm -hmm. And um, our friend could have had much worse injuries, mm -hmm. could have even, like, been killed yeah. from a situation like this. So, I know it's sort of a, a weak consolation to say, well... It could have been worse. <laughs> um, you were lucky. You got through with what you did. Um, we just don't know all the factors and never do with something like this. Well, I'm just still not clear. How do I have compassion without making it real? Yeah. That's the question, isn't it? Yeah. I hope I get that answer today. This is the first idea we have had that is related to a major phase of the correction process, the reversal of the thinking of the world. It seems as if the world determines what you perceive. Today's idea introduces the concepts that your thoughts determine the world you see, be glad indeed to practice the idea in its initial form, for in this idea is your release made sure. The key to forgiveness lies in it. Okay, so then forgiveness is still the key to any situation that's a trial or a tragedy or, you know, a painful situation. So... And we don't have to understand it. Why did it happen? Well, we don't have to understand it. I don't understand anything I see. Mm -hmm. My thoughts about this are meaningless. And then probably it was attracted by some past thought, some past memory replaying, you know. Mm -hmm. And the forgiveness of it is inherent in this lesson. My meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world. And not only are we forgiving the thoughts in the person who attracted the accident, but we're forgiving the thoughts in ourselves mm -hmm. that attract accidents or so-called accidents, painful experiences. No, so for, forgiveness uh, begins by seeing, well, okay, I had this thought and it attracted this, uh, this painful experience. 
I think, you know, when I had this accident, this car accident, I was processing this thought, I don't want to be here. What, right? Mm-hmm. So, so in our, in my rebirthings, I got to the depth of this thought that I had because I was a miscarriage before I came in. Uh, so the previous, just the previous incarnation, I had this thought, I don't want to be here. And I had not looked at that thought. And this accident brought up that thought, I don't want to be here. So when I got that, the accident was not an accident. And it was a blessing because I was clearing in myself the thought, I don't want to be here. Yeah. Which I never would have done without that big, without that big shock. Mm-hmm. So there could be some shock that people get from these experiences that are necessary for the evolution of their souls, mm-hmm. for some uh, freedom from a karmic uh, bond they have with a thought form. Mm. You know, And so we don't know all the ramifications of that. And it's better for us to say, well, my meaningless thought is showing me this meaningless situation, this meaningless thing in the world, and I don't know. And my only job is to forgive it. And I think seeing it as meaningless is the beginning of the forgiveness process. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so I think that feels complete now. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, guys. This was a toughie, I know, but we'll get through it.